Yo, this is The View, and this time on Chillin' the Green Box, we got one of the HGL's pioneers of this alternative trap music, you know, Curtis Williams of 2-9, you know, he's in his thing, you know, all this new rock style, alternative trap music style to come from Atlanta, they pioneered it, you know, Mike Will back them back in the day, they lit, I stand by it, man, ATL legend, Curtis Williams, Specs, come on, let's go. Welcome back into the hood. This is Chill on the Green Box with Specs Thompson and The View. And appreciate my co-host of you for doing that intro, man. We're changing up this season, man. We're doing things a little different since he always gone last season. So now I can do some of some the footwork on uh, the journalism stuff. But today we got a, uh, a ATL legend, you know, I would say, here. You know, <laughs> yes, um, sir. Yep, Curtis Williams, man. What um, up, For the people who don't know who you is, give them a little brief introduction who you are. What up, though? Man, it's Curtis Williams, man. I'm just a, a kid from Atlanta that likes to rap, likes to skate and do some cool shit. I rep a crew called 2-9, man. You know what I mean? Not too much else. <laughs> all right, all right. Hear that, hear that. But uh, this show, I'm, I'm going to pop it off a little different, man. You got a sense of urgency, you know, for him right now. He's doing a GoFundMe for his project, you know. He's uh, oh, recent. The album done. Yeah, his album done, you know. Uh, you know, he's independent now. So, you know, he's, he's doing all out of pocket, though. But he's putting out good music, you know, great music, you know, everything, you know, classic, you know. Even I went back listening to old stuff just to give me a little refresher. And yeah. stuff holds up. So, yeah, I mean, you got to get this stuff. So, I'm going to have a link. With it. I have a link uh, in the description. Um, I have a video displaying what it is and whatnot. So, y'all can see that, too. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm going to crack it up. So uh, be, being from uh, Georgia, I'm pretty sure you know the reference of um, chilling on the green box, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, for people who don't know, man, it's, it's little green electrical boxes, you know, they're front neighborhoods, yeah, man. you know. So back in the day or still today, you know, folks, you know, get on there and chill, hang out with your friends, you know, discuss yeah, stuff, break stuff down as you see him doing now, you know, or whatnot. That was the and, original uh, blog. <laughs> yeah, it's the original. Um. <laughs> So in this show, this um, basically just that, you know, just chilling. And um, I got four different segments, and my first segment is called Breaking It Down. And okay. in that segment, you know, I'm going to break your brain down with some expert questions so people know more about you. So you okay, ready? Okay, cool. Let's do it. All right. If you could be invisible for one day, what would you do? Damn. Damn. That's kind of fire. <laughs> Man, if I could be invisible, man, is it cliche to say I would, like, rob a bank or some shit like that? <laughs> okay. Nah, I would probably, yeah, man. Nah, I would just, yeah, I'd probably just go to all my, a bunch of clothing stores I like and slip away with some stuff. Or, nah, I wouldn't even do nothing like that. Fuck that. I would just fuck with my friends and shit. I would just like go to their house and start picking cups up and shit and watch them freak out and shit like that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Come in this house, start making noises and shit. What kind of visibility would you like? Would you do like the the hair potter shit with like the cloak? Or you would do like uh the visible woman thing, like go invisible all the way? All the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all the way. But wait, if I'm invisible, come out do come and if I have on clothes, are those can I still see my clothes? See that's a, I mean that's a, that's a thing like if you doing an invisible woman type thing the clothes still seen but when you got like okay. the Harry Potter thing everything gone 
<laughs> yeah, no, see, I would do the Invisible Woman because then I could have, like, floating clothes and shit <laughs> like that. I would just fuck with my people, fuck with my friends. All right, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> um, you know, come from Atlanta, you know, dance culture or whatnot. So, uh, just random questions, you know, it's funny. But uh, how often do you dance? <laughs> I mean, in the crib, I'm dancing all the time. Me okay, and my okay. son, me and my son, I'm dancing all the time. I'm not a talented dancer, but oh uh, yeah, I'm have, I got music playing all day, so. You know what I mean? Motherfucker be walking. I'm going to dance all the time. Okay. If I go out, if I go out, man, you got to get me about three beers in and shot in. I might, you feel me? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And then wake up the next morning like, the fuck was I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, bobbing all day. Yeah. At work, I be doing the same thing. I be having music playing. I work overnights and whatnot. So yeah. sometimes I'll be in the aisle just, you know, jigging myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to. Yeah. Um... What my last question for this segment? Uh, who's one person that changed your life, but don't don't even know it? One person that changed my life and don't even know it. Um, um, I'm gonna say Lloyd, the singer. Okay. Yeah, he kind of um, like it was a time where we all met him and stuff. I met him backstage. I want to say, damn. I want to say it might have been at, uh, rest in peace, my boy Mac Miller. It might have been at Mac Miller's show, and I met him. We ran into him, and we, like, we still friends to this day, but he had did an um, interview in the fader, and he brought us up and brought me up and started just saying a lot of good stuff about me and how I inspired him to get back into music and shit. And, and what he don't really know is, because we still talk and I always thank him for it, but what he don't know is that, like, that put, like, a battery in my back that really, like, showed me like we really doing something like groundbreaking and we really touching people for like a legendary somebody I was in middle school, elementary school listening to for him to like say something like that and say it in on such a big publication, not just say it to me, but say it like when he was returning to music and they asked like, what was the reason? And for him to tell me that it kind of really like gave me a, like a newfound confidence that I always was confident, but it gave me like a real boost. Like it, assured me like you're not confident for no reason like it's making sense like you really out here touching people so I would say that and I never really told him how much that really affected me and as a person because at the time I was going through a lot of shit like I want to give up on a lot of things I want to just quit go get a regular job say fuck music because it wasn't working out the way I wanted it to so that really that really helped me a lot okay okay that's dope that's dope mm-hmm um but uh, that's in that segment, you know. Three questions, you know, why variety so people got to get feel who you is and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to my next segment. It's called the back issues. Uh, if you're not aware, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DJ, I say, and I'm also currently now I'm a comic book creator. So with okay. Back, so with back issues, you know, it's comic books. So if you want to know about care back um, uh, origin story, you're going to say back issues. So you want to know yeah. about if it's a woman, like Am I, I said, to spark this. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, okay, just making sure. Uh, like I said about uh, the visible woman, you want to go back to see her um, origin story. You go back in the old Fantastic Four books and find out more about her. Okay. So what we about to do? We've been going to your back issues, find out more about you. All right. So uh, where are you from, and what do you call your hood? I'm from from Atlanta. 
And I would say my hood, I would say probably the four Ford over on Edgewood, Auburn Glen Apartments over there, four four Auburn Ave Boulevard. That's where I would say like I did most of my most of my jumping off the porch, and that's where I would say most people that know me, they probably know me from department store hanging out over there. Okay. But I was a but I went to school. I went to um, school in, um, on the east side. Like, not East Atlanta, like the east side, like Decatur. And then I went to school in Gwinnett for a little bit. Okay, okay. So, but, yeah, but I really did a bunch of my bunch of my groundwork, and I would say my hood is the fourth ward where people really know me for, where I'm, like, recognized. I can walk into anywhere, and they're going to they gonna jump out their seats. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. right. All right. Um, what was your first uh, impression on uh, for music? Like, what genre, what artist got you liking music? Pharrell Williams. Pharrell. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that really got me into wanting it. You mean like liking it, like as a fan, or like wanting to create music? Liking music. Like I like the type of music. Oh, like shit. Like back, back, way back, I was really into a lot of. Uh, I was into a lot of Jay Z, a lot of Big L. Uh, a lot of Jay Dilla. Then I liked a lot of Michael Jackson. Then I was really into R&B and shit. So then I was like into John B, Craig David and all that shit. And that all kind of like shaped my style. And then I, I went into my like new metal phase for a minute where I was super into like Linkin Park, Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach, System of a Down, yeah. Drown and Cool, all that shit. Like that's still mm-hmm. a big part of my life right now. Mm-hmm. So... That was like, and that was when I first, when I first got into that type of shit was when I first started really like wanting to go to shows and shit like that. Cause at first I didn't really know about shows and shit. Like I just liked music cause I was just like, I was still young, but then like I started going to shit like the Warp Tour and shit and seeing like scary kids, scaring, scaring kids and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I set my friends on fire. So that was like my introduction to like really going and buying merch and shit, getting tickets, me and my homeboys all taking the train over to Hi-Fi Amphitheater and seeing shows and shit like that, sneaking into the masquerade and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Then you said Pharrell got you one to create music. Yeah, Pharrell got me one to create music. He got me wanting to wake up and get dressed, like everything. He's like, he probably like, he's like, he like the Yoda for me. Like, he's him. He's like the Morpheus for me. Like he's the dude. Like anything that, anything that I've ever done creatively or anything that I, even to today, like anything that I do, is always based on something that I seen that man do. Like he just like when I seen him when I first heard Nerd, I was just like this dude's fucking like the goat and he's the flyest and he just himself and I seen him and he was a black dude that was skating but he still fucked with all the hood niggas and shit like that. So, okay. <laughs> Do you um um what 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 song or what specifically triggered that? Like, you know what? This is dope. I'm gonna do it because you know, for real, make this song or did this. Um, I'm gonna say the song "Provider." Provider, provider okay. by Nerd. That and then Bobby James. Those two songs, like to this day, like they. If I hear it right now, it feels like the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, he got you producing wise or rapping wise? Producer, 
Because I okay. produced first. I didn't rap at first. I just produced. That's how I started 2-9. I was mm-hmm. just rapping, and Key was rapping. I mean, I was just producing, and then Key was rapping, and then I had met Jace and everybody, and I just was just producing for everybody. I wasn't even rapping yet. I was just making all the beats and just putting shit together. Like, I was just in love with, like, like just, like, putting sounds together and, like, saying, okay, put this rapper right here. Okay, we're going to do the hook right here. It was just always dope to me, and then being able to put it on a CD and go back home and listen to my product. That's what I fell in love with before I was even wanting to get money out of it. I just liked being able to have something tangible that I can hold that I created. No way, okay. <clears throat> All right, that's dope. Now, uh, I don't know if you uh, read comments or whatever, but uh, uh, what, what comic book-related TV show or comic book got you, you know, like like a superhero or the genre, or it could be anime. I mean, what, what, uh, what caught your eye or ear? I said, I'm really into, uh, I really like, what's crazy is my anime, like, taste is, like, it's not really that extensive, like, but I love, like, I love Cowboy Bebop a lot. Mm. I love him. What's the main nigga's name? Spike? Spike, Spike yep. Yeah, Spike. Yeah, I just like him, like, his style, just, like, his, like, how he nonchalant, but he, he'll whoop ass, but he just, he just, he just cool as a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then I like I was like when I was a kid I was really into Lupin the Third too. Okay. I got a, I got into Lupin the Third because I'm a third. I'm Curtis Williams the Third. So it was like Tommy Wright the Third, Lupin the Third, Curtis Williams the Third. I was okay. like, yeah, I got it. I like that Samurai Champloo, all those type. I like that type of shit. Yeah, Full I, Metal Al- yeah, yeah, the same vibe. Alchemist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those type of shit. Yeah, like I like those ones. Okay, I never okay. really got into like the. I, I always got respect for it and shit, but I never really got into like the Naruto's and shit like that. I don't know why they they dope, but I like One Piece and shit. But I'm more into like the the more kind of somewhat realistic mm-hmm. ones. So I don't know. So I believe you. I believe you might be around the same age as me. So like, uh, I I seen the original Naruto. But like when that Naruto shipped in, like one everybody goes crazy over. Yeah, that's when I was like doing stuff in like in the street and messing with girls and doing yeah. all kind of stuff. So I missed out on all that. Like I was me too. Yeah, yeah. That phase didn't hit me like that. Like yeah, like you said, like I was already, I had already lost my virginity and shit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I wasn't. I mean, I like Dragon Ball Z because that was my era. Yeah, we was, yeah. We, was in, we was in school. We was in school like uh, yeah. For me, I think I was like third, fourth grade when two nines yeah. dropped that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's they, when I was like, yeah, I could keep up with this. But when I got a little older, I was like, I was like, yeah, that shit cool. But man, yeah, yeah. Like, I fell off fire like I think Full Metal Alchemist. I remember that. Yeah, but I don't remember the reboot they did. But yeah, I've never I think, seen the reboot. But the uh, Bleach. I was watching Bleach. Oh, Bleach! I didn't even say Bleach. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, That's I was watching my shit. I was watching Bleach right before I fell off the anime too. I was like, I watching Bleach, like uh, Bleach is that shit. Uh, I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan, so like okay. right at the same time, um, the anime show uh, Star Wars Clone Wars came out. So you know, I didn't watch that. So like recently, I've been rewatching that. Like, man, I can't believe I missed the show. Fire. I mean, yeah, it's, it's whoever did the writing for it is good because like, yeah. like uh, even though it's like a Kids showing Ebersonic, 
yeah. it pulls back from like old like, episodes. Like, oh yeah, I remember that happened. That's why dude ain't here. Yeah. He died or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with um, uh, what was that show? Young Justice. Uh, okay, I seen Young Justice because that's like the Young Justice League, ain't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I See, I've that. never seen no Star Wars movie ever. You never seen not one Star Wars movie? Not one Star Wars movie ever. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So what you what you do the Star Trek or something like that? Like you seen? I've never like seen Star Trek either, bro. God, I gotta get into it. I'm 33 and I ain't seen the Star Wars movie, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to even start you off, bro. Like I gotta I w- tap in. I would. I would say go with the first one, like. Uh, New Hope, but that's like episode four. But now you can go episode one and, and watch it in order. So you want to miss out? It's crazy, bro. Yeah, I gotta see now. I'm gonna tap in. I say, uh, I mean, you know characters' names, right? You know who? Yeah, of like, course. Yeah, I know yeah. like the I know the basis premise of the shit and stuff like that. Yeah, I probably say you do episode three, Revenge of the Sith, so you see where um, Vader came from. Okay, I say do that one, yeah, like, yeah. But uh, episode three. Okay. Yeah, yep. Um, so I know you're different in the norm and whatever. So when did you say, uh, you find out that you're a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I don't even know, bro. I think I always knew. No, I, right. think it, I think I always was like, man, I already know I'm in. Cause I was just like, man, I'm into some, I was always in collecting shit and cool shit. And like I, I hung out with every single crowd growing up, so I always knew I was like, man, there's something different about me. I'm not like a, I don't act like everybody else. Yeah. But but I can relate to everybody, so that's when I realized like, yeah, man, and I embraced it like, like fuck it, man. You know, because as a kid, sometimes you first you being different is kind of weird. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And then I was like, nah, this shit cool as fuck. I was like, man, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm enjoying life, man. This shit awesome, man. Fuck it. If they like me, they like me. I'm having fun. I'm over here kicking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh like, I kinda like the same way. I'm I am i am from Augusta, you know, but uh I grew up in the uh the black part of town and my folks moved me to the white side. So like Same. So I I had that already going for me. So I'm already beating people where they are. Yeah. Anyway, so like I can go play football and basketball, stuff like that. Then go over here and play Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff like yeah, that. same shit. And never felt no type of way about it. Uh, I mm-hmm. didn't really see the issues with it until I got to high school. And I was like, oh, no, bro, he cool. And he's like, no, nah, man, that man be doing this and third. I was like, no, nah, he cool. I grew up with him. He cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same I, shit. Yeah, I never, you know, seen anything. But uh, funny, part, funny story, one of the dudes that uh, – I guess he was like nerdier dude, but you know, I go to his house, ride my bike sometimes, play games, and uh, his uh, his folks uh, own like the, uh, the seafood place here, so we you know we got crab legs, shrimp for them all the time. Yeah, uh, white dude. Uh, uh, never thought, you know, never really had a girlfriend in, in high school, stuff like that. He probably got a girlfriend, probably senior year, but uh, nerdy dude. But we got in college, man. That man got got uh, kicked out of college for having a, a bro lab in his uh, dorm. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's what like, I'm what? saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I was like, bro. You like, just hold not one blunt all through high school. How you even know what to do, man? Because that man was up here studying. He was like, man, fuck smoking it, man. I'm about to be making this shit, man. Fuck what you talking about, man. Man was on a mission. I got homies like that too. 
Yeah, so he had a ventilation thing going out the window of the dorm and all kind of stuff. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> one of my homies, one of my homies is a grower right now. One of my best friends from high school. He a grower right now. He just he just launched his strand. It's called um was his company is called um I think it's um called Slow Burn. Okay. Yeah. Right, it's, yeah I had it's a, based out of California. Cool. Yeah, I had a uh a homie that uh he uh went to farming school or whatever, agricultural school or whatever, and learned all the trades how to do flowers and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. He graduated, started cultivating his own stuff and like Yeah. Everybody like, you ain't got that you got that outdoor homegrown weed, but it was potent. Like it might look like some yeah. but it was potent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. But uh, that's the end of this segment or whatever. I'm gonna go to my next segment. Um it's called um man, what's it called? The hot keys. So yeah. uh being in music, you know, all about the hot keys, you know, those are buttons on a DJ turntable producers keyboard that trigger certain sounds or songs to get people live. Like when it's twelve forty five, you know, creating that Jeezy yeah. get everybody turned up. Yeah. But uh, also comics, you know, it's um key issues you want, like uh uh a new character gets introduced, a new artist or new writer again or project or whatever, you wanna collect those or and, sh- and showcase those, you know. So yeah. this interview, these are questions, you know, uh you wanna showcase to people and let them know more about you and what you got going on. So it's um, stuff I formulated, you know, from watching the old interviews from you and then as well as some stuff you said during this interview. So uh, my first question to you, uh, who and what is 2-9? Uh, 2-9 is Curtis Williams, Light Skin Mac 11, Cartier Dave, Jay Siege, and Fat Man Key and DJ Oshkosh. An original funny. That's right. the... That's that 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 is who two nine is. What two nine is is, I mean, uh, professionally it's a collective, but um, essentially it's just a family of people that just just love creating and all came together under one purpose, and that was just to to showcase um, that Atlanta is more than just strip clubs and trapping and all that shit, even though that shit that we're into also. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, it, we just came together to showcase that, like you said, like earlier, talking about being nerds and shit, we all are fucking nerds. Like, Jason's a Star Wars fanatic. Jason knows every movie. He's like how, an insight. How, how he a Star Wars fanatic and you not see one movie? I know you've been chilling at his career one time. I know, that's, <laughs> of course, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. And then you got, you got Siege, whose dad, like, had him around a bunch of bands and shit like that. So he's super musically inclined, all this shit. So we were just a bunch of nerdy fly kids running around and we just came together and was just like, you know what? We already got our own world. We need to just we need to just stay in our own world and just promote this world to everybody instead of us all trying to all trying to break break ground just by ourselves and switching up and shit. We was like, we already got a scene of people that's fucking with us. We already got a whole like community, so the whole thing was not even just for just two nine. It was so you can have people like Lil Yachty and Cardi and all of them people now become like the biggest artists in the world. And these are people that were with us when we first started. We all came up under the same umbrella, same doing the same shows together. We all we all sitting in my house. Uh, times you could go come to my old house and when I even before I had furniture, you could see everybody. Playboy Cardi, uh, ASAP Rocky, Rich the Kid, all of us just sitting around smoking, talking to the same girls, just trading clothes, shit like that. 
you know, we were just like, you know what, we got something big going in. And two nine was like one of the one of the things that everybody believed in, so they trusted us and we just started doing it. Cool, cool. Um uh, what made y'all come together and do the project? I mean, wasn't like was two thousand nine when that started or when did y'all make y'all yeah. like first collaboration? Yeah, two thousand nine is where the name two nine comes from because at first it was we had another name called Pilot Music and we just switched the name up just because two nine two thousand nine was the year where uh, we all decided to uh, drop out of schools. We all started like saying, okay, we, we gonna quit our jobs and we gonna take this shit serious. This is literally what we wanna do. And so that's what 2000, that's what 29 stood for. And then we just, we was making music so much together that we was like, we was like, man, we should, even with our solo projects, we should put out, we should put out collective projects too. And that'll help push everybody else and each on each project, we'll have like spaces where okay, Fat Kid's brother gonna shine, Retro Sushi shining, Curtis shining, and then you got songs where we all come together and showcase us as a unit, show us as a force to let motherfuckers know like we can do this, but at the same time as we can move like a unit and we can wrap circles around any any group of people y'all want. We can have this fun, but when you come to a two nine project, you are gonna get real music. You gonna get bars. You gonna get. You gonna get some shit. You can part. You gonna get. So that's why we started putting it together because we all got different things to add to. So we was like, let's just all start making a big pot of gumbo with all our shit. And then you got Fani on the clothes and shit with the bandanas and shit like that. Us DJing and shit. It just was like you know we just. It just made sense because we was and we together every day. Like it was just like it didn't really make no sense. We would I would go to Jay's house and we would record five, six songs a day, then Key might come over, and now he's doing another three songs. So then we got a hard drive with hundreds of songs. We're like, God damn, what the fuck are you going <laughs> to do with these? Let's do something with them. Yeah, uh, in one interview, they try to compare y'all to, like, the Wu-Tang or whatever. But I would say, like, would you say it's more like a, like a dungeon, vi- dungeon Family vibe more than Definitely. Wu-Tang? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely so, more Dungeon Family. So how hard was like even though y'all all together all the time, like picking who goes on what song and who matches well on together on this beat and whatnot? I mean, surprisingly, it was easy because we all like we all very self aware and we all like I said, most of the songs we just make them off the like. There's a couple songs that we curated specifically, but most of the time we would just be in there, we just be in there smoking, kicking it, playing the game. I might be in the back making a beat. Key might come in, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's new shit. He might come up with something. While he coming up with some. Jason walk in the room like, oh, what y'all working on? And I'll be like, let me listen to this real quick. He might he might be like, oh, let me let me go throw something on there. All right, go ahead. All right, he might be like, y'all rock out. So really it just organically just the songs kind of made they made they self and we just kind of was just there. Okay. <laughs> um, what's the longest song y'all ever made? The funny thing is, we got a song called TJ Combo. I could probably try to find it. It's on one of our first mixtapes. I was a senior in high school, I think, when I made it. Um, the song is 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God. Yeah. It's 10 minutes long. And I think we got about, because it's the whole 2-9 on it. The original whole 2-9 had, um, had, the original 2-9 had 10, 10 MCs on the group, in the group. Mm-hmm. 
And then we had a bunch of our other homies rapping on it too. So, yeah. Yeah, what? 10 minutes. It might have been longer than that, honestly. Uh, y'all trying to break that uh that Busta Rhymes song record, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can't you think know. of the name of it, but that's the one that had Mary J. Blige rapping on it. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Um, um, that, uh, touch it, bring it. Man, yeah. The remix. That shit, that shit was longer than hell. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, um, we're, um, what's crazy is we're featured on the longest rap song of all time. Oh, yeah? So, nine, yeah. Nas put it together. Mass Appeal and Nas, they put it together. You can find the footage. It's on Noisy. They did all they did, and Nas just picked a bunch of rappers. And I'm talking about, it's like everybody's on the song, like, fucking like every single person you can think of is on it but we're on it and i think the song might be like 56 minutes long or some crazy shit yeah <laughs> but yeah we we got we got picked to be uh featured on it that's pretty cool yeah. I, haven't, I haven't listened to the whole song in its entirety i ain't gonna lie to you oh that, that's a good smoke section song you know that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> you let that bitch just ride yeah um Speaking of you know ten and C's, was uh was OG Mako ever part of the group? Uh he's like a Mako, like he's like a extended extended member of the family. I would okay. say he like he not he like a cousin. You know how you got a cousin that come to the crib all the time. Yeah, yeah. he like that. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, who else I used to see? Uh, uh, well, I know he was part of the group, but was y'all cool? Uh, um, I love McCone. Of course, yeah, yeah, McCone, yeah, he another one of them, another cousin. Definitely yeah. a cousin or two nine. Yeah, because when y'all when y'all when I when I was seeing y'all like that was like the circle, like you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the OGG, I, I love McCoin, then y'all, then you know, of course Trinidad. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Those yeah. are all my yeah, those are all my they all part of the family. Mm-hmm. Um Um in interview you said something about uh I believe schooly or something. So like was uh <laughs> did y'all take notes or 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 you? Did you Rich kids, or how oh, yeah, move? definitely, definitely. We big mm-hmm. rich kids fan, yeah, because they, they was pretty, they was pretty big group too with uh producers and whatnot at first, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. They was going crazy, KC the Beat Monster, all of them, mm-hmm. like those are London, all of them. They all came from fucking rich kids, shit. Young Thug came from rich kids, yeah, like rich kids is one of them. They they definitely, they definitely deserve every flower they can have. Mm-hmm. Cause they they some of them goats, Schooly, Baby Charles, Kayla, Rich Kid, Shouty, man, uh, Junie, aka Jose Guapo. Yeah, man, I know the I know the real rich kids, man. RK yeah. for life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Um. How was it for for y'all? Like before and after, you know the uh the deal with uh Mike Will. Shit, nothing really changed for us because we. Like, once we got signed, we was already kind of, we was already, like, we was already kind of already doing our thing and already kind of already had a name for ourselves. So we had already been moving around a lot. Like, mm-hmm. we had already been traveling and shit like that. Like, it was just, uh, the only thing I say changed was just, like, the um, having to take shit more serious. Even though we took shit serious, but, you know, we had to, we really, it became like our actual jobs. It was like, oh shit, like we finally really kind of made it in a way. Like we kind of had dreams of making this our making this our career, but now we really, it's like going from living um, living paycheck to paycheck to getting a salary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, 
we good now. So let's start actually uh, initiating all the ideas that we really want to do, like certain things we want to do, like make bobbleheads and put billboards around the city and just shit that we we never could do financially and shit. That's the only yeah. thing that changed, but for the most part, it was still the same because we already had a name for real. Mm-hmm. Did did it, did it help besides like the merchandising and, and uh, advertisement? Did it help you? Put, did it help y'all again? Places y'all couldn't get before, or y'all was already yeah. getting on spots anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it helped us get into a couple spots. Yeah, a couple rooms that we didn't. We probably wouldn't have got in without that. But it also helped that we already was in certain places. So when we signed, like it was kind of like. The label was like, "Oh yeah, uh, we'll let y'all, we'll let y'all do basically what y'all want to do and work, work y'all deal the way y'all want because y'all already got some type of motion going on. Mm-hmm. We don't gotta, we don't gotta do too much footwork with y'all. We don't gotta, we don't gotta walk, hold y'all's hand in here like y'all. They come, the the album's done. We already got all the producers. We already got Mike Will. We already got a big name with us. So it's just kind of like the label just kind of sat back and was like." Whatever y'all want us to do, we'll do it for sure. Cause we don't really gotta work. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, producing wise, uh, I guess getting a deal or getting uh notoriety, you know, as y'all get bigger, what producer you know helped you out or taught you some things that you didn't know before? Uh, Don Cannon. Oh yeah, Don Cannon. My that's my mentor. Okay. Yeah, Don Cannon. Like, definitely. Dang. Don Cannon, Lex Luger. Yeah, those dudes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's dope. Because um, previously, I know you used uh I guess y'all all came up together, you know, Metro and Sunny, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital. Mm-hmm. But, I, uh, but I didn't hear you, I, I listened to like a couple of interviews. I didn't, I didn't hear you talk about Don Cannon, so yeah. That's yeah, all. Yeah, so, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. so what exactly did he teach you? Well, Don Cannon was, my, uh, was like my mentor. From before I even started two nine, okay. Like he used to have this shit called the Weatherman, and um, I basically got under him. Pause. <laughs> I got under uh, under that under that um, umbrella for a minute. So you know what I mean? Like he just um, he just liked the way that I sampled. So he just basically like just showed me how to refine my samples, my drums, and basically helped me place like learned taught me how to shop beats like he helped me get um he helped me get a self-made on the self-made three album he helped me get that little placement uh when i first worked on rocky's album he helped me um he helped me get one of the samples cleared that i used so he just showed me the ins and outs of actually getting a a a song placed and what are the things to do Cause when mm-hmm. I first started, I sampled a lot. Like when I first started, like all of my beats was all samples. Like every single beat was a sample. I didn't, cause I didn't know how to play keys or nothing. So he just mm-hmm. showed me like, okay, you gotta clear this, you gotta do this, yada yada yada. Um, and then yeah, he gave me a couple. He he would give me sounds and shit. Uh, whenever he would get like packs from like people, he would always send them to me, and see what I could do with them. Yeah, he was just like a big bro. And then we just used to kick it. We used to just have fun. Like, I felt like he just fucked with me because I reminded him of himself when it came to just the way we, the way we, um, the way we chopped our samples up was like a lot of, lot, like exactly the same. 
Um, y'all, y'all never thought about doing on his imprint. I can't think of the name of the label right now. The, um, um, yeah, yeah. What you gonna call it? Um, Generation Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We fuck with Generation Now for we fuck with them heavy. We didn't did we didn't we did a tape with Cannon. He helped executive produce our shit and everything. Cannon's like Generation Now. They big. They big part. They still a big part of two nine. Like we still do do shit with them for sure. Mm, yeah, cause I'm about to say. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Was he around? But the same vibe y'all had, almost the same vibe as Lil Uzi. You know? It's, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, like so. I I see it matching good. But now you say you still involved with them, all that stuff. So I see the correlation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, I still definitely, we definitely still definitely tapped in with Cannon for sure. Mm-hmm. I was um, just talking to Cannon like two days ago. Um. Uh, now, how do you feel? Uh, I guess being one of the front runners of that vibe, you know, you, you said uh, the Playboy Cardi and uh, the Yachty, you know, before before them, you know, y'all was doing that vibe night every two months. An uh, artist with that same vibe pop out. So, how that feels being like the forefront of putting that out, making it comfortable for people to even make music like that? I mean, it's dope to me, though. It's like I said, because like I said from the beginning, I said the whole the whole the whole point of two nine wasn't even just for us it was to basically showcase a whole a whole world and culture that we was a part of like i didn't really start i started a lot of shit but i can't say that i started everything but i can say that i'm a pioneer and i'm one of the first people that was like confidently pushing what i wanted to push like i didn't start everything but i know a lot of people that i knew that were do that are doing it now. We're doing it back then, but in the middle of their career, they stopped doing it. They stopped doing it the way we were doing it because they wanted to chase these industry norms. They wanted to chase these certain shit. Me, I was just like, man, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I I, I can't never. I, I can't never go out. I can't never have a fan of mine see a song and be like, oh yeah, I could tell Curtis got paid for that. I can't, I can't do nothing selling out. Like, I just can't, like, sometimes that's hindered me from certain checks that I could get. But, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I look back and look at, like, how do you want your legacy to look? Like, I got, I got a son now and shit. So it's like, I can, I can go back and show him my YouTube videos of me doing cool ass shit, no matter what. If I never sell another record, I can show him two nine and shit and play him the music. And he gonna be like, this shit is ill. And he gonna tell, <laughs> he gonna be like, my dad was doing some shit the way that he wanted to do it too. Mm-hmm. Like my dad didn't take no shortcuts or nothing. He he didn't let nobody govern with, and that's how I want him to be. Like, do what the fuck you want to do. Like, cause we don't we don't need you don't need to chase chase anything. You don't need to chase money, clout, none of that. It's gonna come no matter what if you if you're a hustler and you do it. So yeah. that's. That's how I feel. Okay, all right, all right. Um, by by that being said, um, uh, I'm assuming you took a break or you had uh something I guess going mentally with you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what what, ha- what happened? What what made you break down? And you felt like was it like imposter syndrome or what? What happened? It was just like man, just everything just started, just started closing in. Nigga just started saying like man, like. Sometimes you got to step back. And when you step back, sometimes you're like, God damn, what the fuck? Because you've been doing so much shit. It's caught up in it, caught up in the life, caught up in working so much and doing so much where you ain't really stopped and looked at and been like, God damn. Because I'm 33 now. I look at it like, 
I feel like just yesterday it was 2014 and I was 24 and we was yeah. I feel like we just dropped Scotty too high yesterday. And I'm just going back like God damn that shit really that shit nine ten years old. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of shit and then like you know just just life just started hitting me hard and you know I was making some bad decisions like we all do sometimes and I had to just kind of kind of force myself to be my own, like, be my own um, critic and my own therapist, my own bad guy, and be like, hey, man, Kirk, you got to get it together, man. And that's, and sometimes doing that is hard. Sometimes it'll throw you into, like, depression because you'll start thinking, like, God damn, I've really been fucking up. Yeah. And, and a lot of people aren't that self-aware. So they yeah. just keep going and thinking everything is okay when it's not. And I, I'd rather it happen the way that it happened than for me to, like, like everything really started crashing down on me. I'm glad I, I figured it out mm-hmm. when I did so I can nip it in the bud before it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of had the uh, same thing happen to me. Uh, probably like you say that you were 24 and this and third happened. I probably, I was, you know, I was uh, with TIG touring, doing all that stuff and uh, going crazy. And I, I got a lot of money, but. Making bad decisions, you know, with girls and whatnot, just blowing it. And, yeah. you know, I did. I, I want to say when I hit 30, I was looking back, like, man, I made a lot of money, but, like, <laughs> it messed me up because uh, I had got my daughter and whatnot, and I had to get a, you know, a real job. And um, Lucci, I was working with him, and I think around that time, that's when he broke his leg. And he wasn't doing shows no more, so we all at the house. Uh, had to get a real job. I'm working at mm-hmm. um, Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And one of my, um, Dude, he's a kicker with in high school, pulls up with a Lexus and, you know, yeah. and you're all like, that God stuff. Damn. I'm like, damn. And, like, before, you know, when I had money, I had money. And, like, we was doing outrageous stuff, like, just going crazy. Man, and what? Then, I already know. And I was like, dang. I'm, I'm right here at working the Goodwill taking your donations. <laughs> and you pull up in this brand new Lexus. Like, I'm like, dang, <laughs> then, you know. I was really low key about getting low, um, a, a real job, so people would see me and be like, "Dang, you got you got a real job? Like, yeah, you ain't doing this no more. What happened?" I'm like, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. man. But uh, it hit me like that. I was like, just kind of like, "Dang, I was doing this. I could have been, could have been big. Bless you. I could have been bigger, you. man. Whatnot. Like, um, uh, what I went to college for was to be advertising, marketing for uh, for music. That's what I wanted to do." And while I'm in college, I got an internship with TIG. So I was like, damn, I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to do right now. So I felt that, I, well, I stopped going to college. Yeah. Then when the Lucha stuff happened, I, you know, I went to go try, you know, different labels. Cause, you know, I got resume, like, oh, this answer, I did this, this, that, that with TIG. Or mm-hmm. when, uh, I did some Brit Squad stuff too and stuff with bigger rankings. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's cool and all, but, you know, you don't got a degree. Yeah. You don't got a degree. You don't got to agree. I was like, shit. So I just fell back and just talked to my girl one day and, you know, telling her I used to draw and, and write and back in, uh, back in school. She's like, why not do your own comic book? So yeah, uh, nah. I thought about doing it and I did it. And uh, not DJing wise or whatever, though, but just uh, selling books. I done made more money selling books than I had, ever I had for like telling people like, hey, go to iTunes and, and buy the song for 99 cents. Yeah. Selling books, like, it's crazy. Like, it's That's like. fire. Yeah, so I, I'm doing that now, and, you know. And I need it, to get some of them bitches. 
Yeah, I can. Uh, next time in the A, uh, I can link up with you or something like that, and I get you the book. Uh, uh, I got one on hand. Uh, yeah, see, dope. You know, everything look. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like oh, first, yeah. yeah, I got uh, you know, you know Ricky B, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he linked me up so I can uh, put uh, TK Kravitz and uh, Jacquees in the first issue or whatnot. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's DJ hard. Pressure. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got it. Yeah, I can eat one of them. All right, all right. But uh, yeah, man. So something's crazy. So yeah, I understand where you came from and whatnot. But uh, um, so this project you got, you know, you funding for and and whatnot. Um, uh, what is it? What does it mean to you? And and why are you trying to put it out? And uh, what was all going on with it? Uh no, nah, the shit is called um, it's called I can hear you smiling, and it's uh basically just like, like it's kind of like a dedication and like an ode to one of my um, uh, one of my deceased homies who's one of my favorite artists too. His name is Ash Riser. It's like an ode to him, and then just like um, just like being able to um, being able to feel somebody. Some somebody's energy through a phone call or through music and it bringing joy to you like because I spent a little time spent a little time behind the wall too so you know all I could do is really talk to my friends on the phone and shit and I still had to you know what I'm saying like those those times would make my day and shit so the album is basically like just me speaking to everybody from Speaking to people from my from my perspective, but then trying to be a representation for a bunch of different things. And it's for it's for my brother Ash up there. It's for him because I know you can feel us. I know you can feel me talking to you right now about him. So mm-hmm. it's really about that. And then like it's just some. And then it's just some really good music on there. I feel like man, I'm really I really went crazy with like all the production and shit on it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And uh, what number of project is this for you? I don't know. I ain't gonna lie to you. I can't even. That's a good question. I gotta look that up. I don't know. Yeah, cause I it might be at, 10, 11. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Cause uh, I was looking on uh, F Music. Like I guess, I, like I said, I missed a couple. You know, so I, I've seen it. Like I got, an, I got an extensive catalog, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's dope. Um, uh, are you are you still doing shows? You doing any shows and whatnot? Yeah, I'm about to start doing something after I finish the project and shit. I got a couple people we've been talking about. We're going to put something together and shit. I'm definitely about to start. I already did a listening party in Jacksonville when I announced it. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty dope. So I'm going to do another one here, and then I'm going to do one in L.A., and I'm going to do one. I'm going to do one in all the places where, like, my friends and shit are. Like, my buddy who's a designer, his name is August. Uh, I think he got it like he just has like in his apartment is like his showroom and shit. He does a lot of his content out of his out of his loft. So I'm thinking about doing a listening party at his spot and having him broadcast it. Might do like a little capsule collection with his brand and shit. It's just some cool shit because I really want it to just be for the people that want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to put it in the right people's hands. Yeah. Um, you familiar with La Russell? Yeah. You were talking about the guy from Cali? Yeah. Yeah, he just did this shit with Hip Boy in them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, in the song, he said, yeah, this is this another one for another meal. Like, like uh, I've been on him, but, like, this Hit Boy project, you know, I'm really probably going to put him really, really out. Well, it did. T-Pain yeah, yeah. Got, him on the, T-Pain got him on the tour now. So, yeah. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, Larusa like, tight. Yeah, I've I been I've been on him, but uh, because how he how he's marking himself, like he do the show, like this backyard. I remember he did a back. That's what I was gonna bring up. I was like, damn, that's just to watch. That's how I found him. The little backyard show just to be fire. Yeah, I used to be like this shit going up. And uh, I'll show I'm him. Pissed my... I missed those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He ain't doing them no more. I wish I would have been around when I could go to one of them bitches. I'm still peep, peeping shit, though. I still mm-hmm. be listening to him, but I'm like, damn, if I could have been at one of them bitches. Yeah. Because, like, that shit legendary now. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. But uh, um, I'll show my girl his stuff, like, on uh, on YouTube. And she's like, well, he, he popular, but he don't got that many views. I'm like, yeah. he probably got that many views, but. It's all his money, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all his money, and he's really doing it. Yeah, it's he all no, him. Yeah, he don't got to cut with no label or nothing. He, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. Nah, he's snapping now, though. Yep, yep. Um, you, you, uh, you talking about your your friend as a designer or whatever? Um, y'all went real crazy with the merch one part point in time too, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bringing that shit back too, though. We, me and Fani, me and my man Fani, already been talking about it. We bringing all that back. We're about to revamp this whole shit and just go back to we're gonna it's gonna be a blast from the past for real quick because a lot of people know about what I did and what two nine is, but a lot of people don't. And I feel like it'll be cool for like the new generation of people to see to see like what we was doing. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's a part of my story too. To 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 know me, you gotta understand me. You know what I mean? And to be a yeah. fan, you gotta kind of get. Like, because 2-9, we have, like, a whole culture behind us that's why people fuck with us. Like, it's not just the music. They 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 come for the full package. So I feel like I got to I gotta show people who I am again so then they can be like, oh, that's why. That's why. That's why I fuck with him. Okay. Uh, I know you still do music. Uh, I think Key still does music. Like, everybody else, you know, everybody else will, will ever come together and, and do a 2-9 album again? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else? Who else still does music? I, I just I think Jason, Jason, yeah, Jason, uh, Fat Kids. I'm getting him back in. Siege been on his DJ and shit, going crazy with the DJ and shit. So mm-hmm. we definitely into producing and shit. So we definitely got got something in the works. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, let me see if I got any more questions. Uh. Oh, uh, I should have asked this earlier, but, um, so in Atlanta, I know, yeah. you know, being a, in Atlanta, your, your local artist is future and, you know, yeah. TI and stuff like that. So, you know, it's harder for y'all to break out. Uh, one thing I realized a lot of people, uh, maybe just who I, I've been around, their come up was, uh, throwing parties to get, to put the music out. Yeah. So why, why do you think, um, that is key in Atlanta to do or key for any artist to do because I know you did it as well. Yeah, just because that's just the culture here. Like, since we was kids, we was, sure, we used to go to the skating rink and party. Like, that's a mm-hmm. big part of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how you get the people to, you know what I mean? Like, anybody can post some shit and all that, but it's like, if, if you go into, if you go into the function and they playing your shit, any function, like even when we was in college, doing college parties and shit like that, like at Morehouse, like niggas just knew us because like we was in the parties, like and then people gonna be prone to support somebody that they that they could that they see every day, that they fuck with, that they know. Oh yeah, this man really out here, like mm-hmm. he really out here. I just 
I just took a shot with this nigga, man. Of course, I'm gonna, <laughs> I just, yeah. I just, I just smoked a blunt with this nigga. Of course, I'm gonna listen to a song when it drops. That's the homie now. Yeah. It's like that whole, it's like you know what I'm saying. What is it? A village. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that concept. Yeah. Um, that's dope, man. Um, that's all I got for this segment. So going to my last segment, it's called digging in the crates. Yeah. Not a two-meaning term, you know, comic books, you know, you want to dig in the crates to find, like, old comic books, you know, some, some Maryland yeah. stuff, or, or, okay, some manga, some DVDs, yeah, like, yeah. a couple of Bebop stuff. Yeah. Um, as well as music, you know, you're trying to get that old stuff, like, <laughs> that John B. and the Jay-Z yeah. old, old stuff. And uh, I just want to dig through the crates, his interview, and, and comb through some things. Uh, uh, what, so... Like you said, it's been Ooh. almost ten years and whatnot. So what what thing well two two questions. Two part questions. What thing is you uh, you you go back and change from when you started and what thing would you tell uh newer artists to uh to do before they start doing that grind? Uh back I wouldn't sample as much as I did. Mm-hmm. That's that's really it. And then like um I would tell new artists just like focus on the people that focus on the love even if it's 10 people focus on them and cater to them 10 people and keep building on that like we was talking about the La Russell dude and shit like that like he caters to the people that's supporting him his love like like you were saying like all them views is his like that's his people like it don't matter you don't got to cater to everybody right now just do what you got to do and focus on the people that's that's there because you cater to them. They're going to be there forever. They're going to be there when your album, they, you, they there when you got dropping music for free. They're going to be there when you got, when they got to pay for it. They're the same people that's going to pay for your tour tickets. They're the same people that when they get to the show, they're going to buy a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. people, like you got to focus on the people who really care and love about you and make them feel like they're a part of this because if you win and if they feel like they're winning. Yeah. That, you know that's, I mean? true. That's, that's true. That's true. And uh, my last question, uh, yeah. if you go back in any era, you know, any genre, music, or whatever, and uh, and fuck with one artist or one uh, producer back then, what'd you do? Which one, who, who, and what would you work with? I mean, I would say Pharrell, but I say he don't count because he's still here. I can mm-hmm. still work with Pharrell, but if I could, I would go back to somebody and work with Jay Dilla easily. Mm-hmm. If I could link with Jay Dilla, like that's like would go crazy. Like <laughs> okay, like Jay Dilla alone, either Jay Dilla or Michael Jackson. Okay, like but Jay Dilla. If I could go back and get Jay Dilla and Michael get Michael Jackson on a Jay Dilla beat with me, some shit like <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be crazy. That sounds, that sounds crazy. Jay Dilla yeah. on a Mike 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 Curtis Williams on a Jay Dilla beat. That sounds crazy. Yeah. That's what I would do. If I could go back in time, I would go back and do that and come back and bring it back to everybody like, Leah, bitch, look what I got. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, anything you want to tell the people before we close out? Uh, shit, smoke one. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, y'all make sure y'all go hit that GoFundMe link. You know, go ahead and fund that project. You know, he only got a couple more hundred to go. They it's done, yeah. and y'all can see, see him going shows, put out music, see all this thing he's trying to turn up and do, man. Like I said, Let's, man, support, man. You want to see win? Let's do it. All right, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no problem, man.